Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. This is Saturday Skate on Sports Radio WEEI. The Boston Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. Talking Bruins hockey and the NHL with nine-year league veteran Ryan Whitney. Whitney has tied it, sneaks in from the point. With the most interesting man at the stool, Rear Admiral from Barstool Sports. Sure, old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Yeah. And hosted by Ken Laird from the Kirk and Callahan crew. Saturday Skate is brought to you by AT&T and Star Market. We need this win, you know, we got a lot of losses. To yeah, we got a lot of losses. him up for some bees talk right now on Sports Radio WEEI. Admiral, if you had to sum up the Bruins season to this point, 14-10-1 record-wise, they're in a playoff spot here as we are through 25 games of the season. 2-1 to win today. What would be the uh, your, your number one focus? What, it's got to be Tuka Rask, right? No-brainer. It's no-brainer Tuka Rask. He's, I mean, he's been lights out. We've seen this play out of him before. Obviously, he faltered a little bit from his standards the last couple of years, which uh, last year in particular, which I thought was more indicative of the team defense in front of him, it would break down, lead to a couple easy goals, and, you know, it's easy for a goalie to kind of lose his mental confidence when that happens. I think we saw that a bit with him last year, probably some frustration. Um, but he, he's he's a different goalie this year. He's been unbelievable. Uh, he's, what, thir- 13 out of the 14 wins he has, 1-6-0, uh, goals against, 9-4-1 save percentage, which is phenomenal. Ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. Uh, you know, you wonder, without him, where they would be, and, and he's you know he's the best bang for their buck right now, and certainly their best player without a doubt. I mean, Marshawn started off great, certainly cooled off. He's been playing you know playing all right lately, but without Tuka Rask, this this team is no doubt looking up from the bottom. Well, you even look at the Sabers today. I know that's not a team that people in the league fear necessarily. It's not, not the first name that you know comes to mind, but they were hot this week. They got Jack Eichel back, North Chelmsford zone. Yep, he had uh, four points in two games. They did a pretty good job of limiting Eichel today, uh, and they had a great first period where they really limited shots. I mean, the Sabres only had three shots in the first, but after that, 35 saves for Rask when it's all said and done, 32 of them over the final two periods. So wow. they really needed him in periods two and three. Yeah, he's he's been a monster. There have been a couple late late third period rushes from other teams, and he, he just holds the fourth down. He's, he's got that real calm demeanor in there. He's you know, kind of like the opposite of what we got in Tim Thomas. Thomas was scrambly and all over the place and would make these phenomenal saves a lot of times because he was, you know, dilly-dallying a little bit. But Tuker is just so calm, composed, kind of me- measured saves. He does, you know, has minimal movements. He's just a very great, very good technique goaltender. Um, and he's the you know, arguably the best in the in the league today. They asked Somebody asked him in the uh, dressing room, is this the hottest you've been? Is this the best you've ever played? And I think he gave a uh, sort of a uh, uh, possibly. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a bold, yes, I'm at the top of my game right now, but he's got to be feeling great. And the defense, I, I don't know, you know, they're without Chara, they're without Lyles. So you're missing two of your your, your real veterans back there. Possibly, I mean, you could consider McQuaid a veteran, and I guess Kevin Miller's got some experience. But otherwise, they got a bunch of young guys out there, including Brandon Carlo, who went to 25-plus minutes again today. Uh, it's a story as well. The offense has struggled to score, but without 
Chara and Car and uh, and Lyles for this stretch. Uh, this was what uh, just a third without Lyles, but six plus here without Chara. They've gone three, three, and one. Yeah, I mean you're right. The defense should be commended. I think a lot of us, myself included, you know, did fear the worst a little bit when you when you lose a guy like Chara and how good he had been playing this year. But this this six them six them is that a word? They've been they've been great, man. They've been really holding it together. I mean, you know, it's not probably an ideal defense defensive core that you would draw up. But would you say, Kyle, would he have twenty three minutes of ice time today? Twenty three. Let me check. Twenty. I think twenty three. Um, he, he got the assist on the Ch- Krejci goal to get things kicked off. They've just been kind of buttoned down. They're just playing a little more sound, and and it's not just the defense itself. I think it's the team defense too. Because last year, a lot of the breakdowns, they were a lot of the 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 defense's fault, but uh, I think there are other team members who on the forwards who weren't necessarily doing their part either. Last year, I think it was a lot of team structure, but the defenseman, that you, you can't knock them. I mean, you know, Rask is playing good, and when, when they do collapse, when they do have a bad moment, Rask is for, for them. But, yeah, man, I, they're playing a whole lot better than I expected in Chara's absence. And, you know, when, they're only going to get better when he comes back, and when Lyles gets back, you, you got that much more experience in the lineup. But it, it's certainly night and day with this defensive core than it was from last year. Well, they've... Uh... Won three and taken a loser point in Philly in their last four games. So it's been a pretty good week. We'll see if they can keep that going against Florida tomorrow at TD Garden. We've got a chance for you to win some tickets right now. Text the code word SKATE to 37937 within the next 10 minutes, and you'll be entered to win a pair of tickets for the game uh, Monday night against Florida. General contest rules apply. Message and data rates may apply. Come experience the intense action of Boston Bruins hockey from the best seats in the city. Select tickets available now for the 2016-17 regular season home games. Catch classic matchups against the Chicago Blackhawks, Pittsburgh Penguins, and LA Kings. To get your tickets, visit bostonbruins.com slash tickets. Again, a chance to win a pair by texting SKATE to 37937 right now to enter. If you do win, WEI Promotions will contact you by 10 a.m. Monday morning and will be on your uh, in your name at Will Call. We're expecting LB here in shortly. Lyndon Byers from WAF will get his take on this game, but uh, another game with some adversity. Matt Bolesky leaves late first period, and they've got to patchwork it together. Looked like Anton Bleed, who was in for Jimmy Hayes, was mostly with Zarnick and Nash, so they kept Schaller on the Krejci line. But you know, one of the big storylines, I would say, for the first 20 games or so of the year was Krejci's struggles. We talked a lot about it on the first couple episodes of the show. All of a sudden, he's got a couple goals and an assist in his last uh, four he had a great game in Philly with eight shots. He was you could just if you watch the game, he was he was in control. That line showed some some action and some jump. That's as big as anything. Great to have Rass playing well, but they need the Krejci line to get going. And maybe it's partly the hip surgery. I think he did admit a little bit that he's still trying to get his leg underneath him. Uh, but if Krejci, who scored again today, and and uh, Bergeron as well, if he starts playing more like a seven million dollar guy, that's that's all the difference in the world. Huge difference. I, I mean, we've seen what Krejci can do when he's at the top of his game. We just haven't seen a hell of a lot of it lately. And I mean lately the last couple of years. Uh, I've kind of given him a little bit of a waiver. I know I, I have picked on him this year, but I've given him a waiver also because he is coming off hip surgery, which uh, guys I've talked to, they say it takes a, a, a pretty decent amount of time to get back in a skating shape and playing shape in, getting your hands back and everything. Uh, I think we're seeing that with Krejci. You know, four goals, 11 helpers now and uh, 25 games. Certainly picked up the pace. Uh, more importantly, if he's playing better as the year goes on, that that's more important than how many points he has right now. Um, I think he's getting some chemistry with David Backus there. I, I would like to see them have maybe a consistent winger. I thought Bolesky might have stuck with them just because he, he was with Krejci last year. He hasn't been able to seem to grab that job for whatever reason. 
Um, they've put Schaller in there. They've put yeah, Stoner in there. They, and like again, you said, it's a tryout. I so. think Schaller was kind of rewarding him for his strong play, but he's probably not the best guy to put on your on your top six because he's not like a pure goal scorer. Right. Um, but I, I'd like to see. I don't know. I mean, you wonder if you know Bleed might get a, a shot there next game. I know he played right wing today, but you just you know you don't hey, know. I mean, he's like load. a pest type. It, yeah, it he, seems he, like he definitely seems like he's got some uh, agitation to his game. Which hey, uh, anytime you get low, uh, low, yeah, goad the other team into penalties, that's always a good thing. Um, Maybe Vitrano's ticket to there when, by the end of the month. And, uh, what was his name? Uh, Bolesky. I mean, he, hurt, he he didn't come back today. There's a good possibility he's not back next game. Uh, so Danton Heinen, he's been scoring some goals down Providence lately. I think he's got four in his last seven games. I think he had two last night. Two last night. night, yeah. So he's a guy that, hey, you know, he didn't, he didn't, it wasn't really his fault he didn't do much at the beginning of the year because, like we said, Krejci started off slow and, you're putting a rookie with an all-world center, but the all-world center is coming off hip surgery who hasn't looked like an all-world center lately. So I, I don't think that it was the best position for Danton Heinen to start the year with. But now that you know the, the team's playing, on, uh, got some experience under the belt, uh, I think if they put him with Krejci now, if, if uh, now that he's got a, probably a little confidence too be it from Providence, I think we might see a different result. So it wouldn't shock me at all if Bolesky is out that Heinen gets the call. Well, Krejci in the offseason after they lost Erickson, I think DJ Bean from our website got him on the record. and he, he wouldn't call it whining, but he certainly brought it up that he's had different wingers that he's lost three years in a row. Uh, they lost Aginla. They lost Horton. Uh, who else am I forgetting? There? Well, Erickson. Lucic. And Lucic, yeah. And Erickson was playing more with yeah, the yeah, top line. Yeah, Louis was there here and there. But bottom line is he's, he's had a, a pretty good variety of wingers over the years. Now, when you're making $7.25 million, I think Ty Anderson uh, pointed out he's one of 19 guys in the league that are making that much money. Wow. Nobody wants to hear who your wingers are. Are you complaining about who's on your, on your wing? Can yeah. Krejci say that? I mean, was he out of line in the summer? Does he just have to produce no matter who they put out there? Because at the start of the year, he was with Heinen, and he was sometimes with, with Pasternak. He was with some young guys where it's, you know, you're going to expect some growing pains, especially when Bergeron was out early and they had to put Bacchus up on the top line. I mean, I don't, I, I don't mind him pointing it out, I guess, but in the end, these are the numbers you got to see from him consistently. He's on, we've on pace going in, you know, for like ten goals or something like that here, uh, you know, see, a I, game ago. I think if you know, if you have a good center and one good winger, then you you could expect some offense. But when you put a center with two guys who aren't necessarily top six talents, then yeah, no, a, a center is going to get pissed about that. I think he is a little too finicky. I mean, I think it was uh, Fluto Shinzao at the Globe. Said the players, players, his, I'm sorry, his teammates call him Princess in the locker room, which <laughs> I thought was an interesting note, not not only to read but to read in the Boston Globe. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I it's I, not quite a flattering. Hockey no, name, it's but. not at all. That's not a flattering locker room hockey locker room nickname to say the least. Uh, to be called Princess, uh, so you know, I, I was kind of like, oh wow, I, I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. I'm not in the locker room like I used to. I was in there a lot more a few years ago, but my situation regarding that has changed. I don't get in there as much. Um, but yeah, he, he does maybe kind of, you know, whine or is a little too finicky or, or whatever, but he is a talent and, and he is right. You know, you can't put two, two, not bum, I don't say bum wingers, but you can't put two thirds of a line that's not, you know, that level. Like Krejci's a top line center or a second line center. So if you're giving him, you know, bottom six wings, you can't expect him to, you know, make chicken salad with, you know, chicken poop, so to speak. So well, and the and he's got he's got a no trade clause. So we've talked about the Krejci trade possibilities the last couple of weeks, and it's a little bit pie in the sky because if he doesn't waive the no trade, they, they don't have a chance to move him. But what will happen here in the next couple of years? They're going to have to make a decision on him. Pasternak and Spooner are both going to be restricted free agents at the end of the year, so their price tag is going to go up. 
They don't have a ton of cap room. So it comes down to if Krejci can't carry a line by himself with young players, they're going to be interested in moving him, right? I mean, if he plays like this, like he's done for the last week, then everybody's happy. Yeah, I think they'll – I mean, any player you're going to listen on, I think th- that a lot of times people forget that. It's a GM's job to take calls, to listen on everybody. I mean, anyone can get traded. And I don't know – I don't think the Bruins are actively looking to get out, out from under Krejci's deal right now. Um, but, you know, let's take a look at it. He's 30 right now, and this mm-hmm. deal goes for four more seasons after this one. Right. That's, you know, he's not a speed demon anyways. He never has been. And, and he's had hip problems. And he's got hip issues, and that's a deal you wonder, okay, this year they might, you know – if he keeps producing, or keeps if he keeps progressing, not producing, pro- progressing back to the player we know he is. I mean, if he's playing at a good level and he's earning a seven two five, no, you don't want to trade him because it's a great commodity. I mean, then, then if you trade him, now you just have a hole in your lineup. Right. Then you I put mean, Ryan Spooner in there. Right. And, he's, and he's Spooner's not, a not crazy. Not even close, especially defensively. It's he's not a viable replacement for him yet, uh, and don't know if he's ever going to be. So you know, if if Krejci does get back up to speed. Okay, you, you know you're looking at this season. Well, hell, we, if we traded him, unless it's some great deal that he's a package a package deal pot, maybe. But you don't want to trade him. Okay, now now we can get out from under it just to do it. You know, you do it when you can. And I'm sure you know the longer the deal goes on, maybe the the, the likelihood may may increase. But there's a lot of factors that go into it. It's just you know how good the team's playing, how good is he playing. Um, but long term, man, you, you do look at that and you say, eh, you know, age thirty seven point two five. Eh, I don't know. It's it's something you, you you do wonder if the team's gonna take calls on and and there's always you know nowadays with there's always teams out there looking um, to add contracts so they can reach the, the we we we're lucky in Boston we have to deal with the salary cap we're fortunate to not be one of those teams that deals with the salary floor right we have to get a couple years ago we have to get overpaid guys just to to um, you know to ice our, our roster over the cap the cap floor. Um, so I, I don't think right now, like I said, they're not looking to get out from under it now, but it, it's just something to keep an eye on going forward with like, all right, man, if you can, if you can get that 7 million off the books and you know, if you have someone in the pipeline that you think may be able to replace them in two years, yeah, that's something the Bruins will definitely keep their air. And of course the whole new, no move clause is it's a big thing. You know yes, I mean? If he doesn't want to go, he's not going to be going anywhere. You know, not everybody has, excuse me, the David Seidenberg approach, which I respected, you know, when they asked Seidenberg, you, you getting traded, he says, Hey, he goes, they don't want me here, then I don't want to be here, which I respect because, like, you know, in other words, he had a, a no-trade deal, but, uh, you know, he's the type of guy, he's a stand-up guy, well, would you consider him waving it? He's going to say, well, that means you don't want me here anymore. Absolutely. You don't want me there, then, then trade me. And I, I respected him for that. So Now, you know, the reverse, did you respect Dougie Hamilton, who didn't want to be here, even though they were they were trying well, to Doug, offer them the money. Dougie, or? no, because Dougie wasn't doing that. Dougie didn't have a no move clause to, right. to in in place. He didn't he didn't have that. He hadn't earned that yet. Dougie just wanted to not be here, and not. I mean, I suppose that's his right. He didn't. It was his right not to sign here. Um, you know, I, I I think he's a spoiled kid a little bit. I think you know uh, we've heard a few you know a few stories over the years and. Nothing major. He's not a bad person or anything like that, but just you know, maybe a a, a kind of typical spoiled millennial that we kind of hear about in pro sports now that we did in a generation ago. And you know, it's kind of like a good riddance with a guy like that. I don't want a guy on my team who doesn't want to be there either. And, and I don't think Dougie Hamilton. I mean, you, you he signed in for Canadian dollar for like another what, Canadian dollars for a, a, what for another quarter million on his contract. But when you take out the Canadian dollar, it was less money. Like so, he 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 literally got le- like less money in the long run through. Calgary, which just told you, like, yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to be here. I don't know what kind of writing he saw on whatever wall, but no, nah, totally different situation. You know, good riddance to him. Well, it was funny that his name popped up again this week in quote unquote trade rumors. Although 
Yeah, that's Brian Burke real, squashed those pretty quick. Yeah, it's they pop up. Well, like, like it, it always goes to two. It's it's where the like difference in words that he used. If you know, like I say, all GMs are taking calls on guys that don't that doesn't mean they're shopping them. You know, like Bob Bob McKenzie wrote a good piece about it earlier in the week. And you know, are they shopping a guy? No, are they taking calls on him? Well, yeah, that's what a GM does. You don't and GM answer doesn't answer the phone. Yeah, don't ask me about A, B, C, and D. You say no. Should fire away. Well, will you give us A and B for C and D? Get the hell out of here. What are you crazy? No, but you're at least going to listen. Yep. Whereas opposed to calling up and saying, "Hey, uh, what do you want? What, you know, what do you want to give for this guy or that guy? That's shopping a guy." So there's you know different subtleties of of the game, and uh, but it's always a GM's job to be taking calls and listening to offers on guys. That's the job. You can give us a phone call here on Saturday skate. Ken Laird and Rear Admiral six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven brought to you by AT and T mobilizing your world at Star Market. See what makes the shine. Text at three seven ninety three seven. Johnny in Boston has been hanging on, squeezing him in here, talking about the Bruins two to one win in Buffalo today. What's up, what's up Johnny? Hey guys, um, have you heard about? Uh, so one of the things that you hear about is this, like um, on the skates now with like a, it's almost like a cranberry sauce or something that they'll use. If you know, you know, if you're familiar with like a microwave or any of those kinds of metals that they're putting inside of, you know, whether it's an electric toothbrush, that sort of thing. Uh, this one of your uh, stool chiclets, guys, Admiral. Um, I, I thought I was getting punked there for a second. I'm, I'm not sure what was going on. I was, I was listening, and I'm like, uh, I, think, I think you are. No, no, no. The stool guys usually make themselves. Known. I think Kevin Miller is. Uh, yeah, he's he goes. He's big on the cranberry sauce and the skates. Did you see the sequence today where he were? Uh, uh, Eichel undresses him in the second period. Somehow Miller responded and swings the stick around and dislodges the puck. But man, he he almost got ended on that one sequence. It was it was like if you're a Bruins fan. That is the is that the worst case scenario? Kevin Miller on an island with Eichel skating down yeah. on the wing. I mean, Eichel's going to make nine out of ten defensemen look bad. So you know it, it's going to happen anyways. But yeah, M- Miller is. I, I think he is another guy who probably gets too much crap. On, I mean, he's not the most mobile guy. I understand that, but. You know, and he's kind of maybe a redundancy with with McQuaid in the lineup. But I like what he brings to the lineup. I, I I like having tough guys, tough thumpers back there. I know I know he has detractors. Last year was a rough year for him, but he actually know. has proven useful as much as he, yeah. as he I took. mean, Claude Claude puts him over the boards an awful lot, and there's a reason for it. I mean, he you know he played he played twenty two forty eight today. That's like that's a pretty decent amount of ice time for a guy who's you know supposedly not all that good. I and mean, there was a sequence in the first period where. Buffalo has a legit power play. I mean, they really, they've been hot. I think they're uh, coming into the game. They were top five in the league. I think uh, fourth in the league on the power play. And uh, the Bruins had a pretty big kill in the first period, which which sort of sparked them and gave them energy. And right at the end of it, hard into the boards was Kevin Miller. He, he I, I forget who it was. It might have been Gianta or something. It was, but he, but he thumped them into the wall and took the puck right away, and they cleared the zone. And that's where he's good. He and McQuaid can be effective. Yeah, you still when want, they're in the zone, you like still that. want, and you want guys to be scared to go in the corners. I, you know, I'm not saying he's a he's a uh, Norris candidate, obviously, but you know, you need thumpers. Not every not every guy is going to be a puck rushing defenseman. I think you know fans kind of get caught up in that, and because we hear so much about it. But you you, you need your back end thumpers, man. Well, in this Vegas expansion draft, which we we've, we've talked about a bit in some of the past shows, which will come up this summer, it's pretty clear that. Adam McQuaid and Kevin Miller are both going to be available to be selected. There's got to be one player from every team that is taken. So if you're Vegas and you're looking for a reasonable price defenseman that's not terrible, you maybe you're choosing between those two guys. Probably Riley Nash and Dominic Moore would be your other candidates and maybe Kudobin. But if, if those are your five that are unprotected, you might take 
Kevin Miller or Adam McQuaid. I mean, those guys actually might be appealing to Vegas. Absolutely. And, you know, if it, you lost them, would you be upset in, in the least if you're the Bruins? I mean, they're not irreplaceable players. I, yeah. I mean, I like McQuaid. I like what he's done here. He's, like I said, he's one of those hot and soul uh, back end defensemen that, you know, nobody in the league really wants to fight him. He's still a tough bastard out there. I, I wouldn't necessarily want to see McQuaid go, but. Excuse me. One thing with expansion drafts, you know, uh, predicting them is like almost impossible. And we haven't had them for so long that this one, who knows what, you know, the last time they had a, a, an expansion draft is what probably had a turn around the turn of the century, I think, you know, when um, Columbus came into the league. I, I forget what year exactly. But this is so different now. I mean, the, the whole analytics changes the way players are viewed. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see who Vegas picks, who, how they design their team. Um, I don't know if they're going to, you know, want a, 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 a bottom six, I mean, sorry, bottom maybe pairing, bottom two pairing guy for almost $3 million a year. They could probably get something cheaper than that in the minor leagues or perhaps from another team. Um, and, you know, I, I'm kind of like with the, with the expansion stuff, uh, that, that draft, that's kind of like so far down the line right now. Well, you it know? is far down the line, but I, I thought it was interesting. Somebody pr- raised the possibility that <clears throat> the Bruins would go to Chara because if a guy has a no-trade clause, you have to protect him. And Chara does, but they could theoretically, I guess, go to Chara and say, "Will you waive the no trade clause? We'll expose you to the Vegas expansion draft. That'll let us protect whoever we like better, McQuaid or Miller." And then the possibility is that Vegas could take Chara, but you'd be gambling that they wouldn't take a guy that old at this point, even though his contract gets gets a little well, weaker. You know, why what, the what, hell would you want to get rid of Chara though? Well, no, you don't. But you, but would Vegas really take him? At this point, if of course you're trying they to, would. He's you, he's a four million dollar cap hit next year. He's playing. He was playing pretty damn good hockey until he got hurt. They would be salivating over that. Chara for four million dollars at age year. forty though. But have you seen? He's been good this year. Oh, though. I know he's I been mean, good. Yeah, well, that's they, but he's been hurt know, though too. Yeah, he got hurt, but yeah, you, the way he's been playing so far this year got hurt. Vegas GMs would be salivating to get a guy like Chara. No. For four million dollars, a four. Are you listening to four million dollars? They're you're, paying Dougie Hamilton almost six million dollars. You're an expansion team. Who look, cares? look at Yager now at forty four. They, they would love to get Chara for four million. They would. They would salivate. They I would disagree. Uh, I don't think they'd go for you. Are you kidding me? I'd be a risk worth taking. I think <sighs> they would. Four million dollars for, for Chara is. I mean, it's going to be probably a steal for the Bruins last year. I don't think people thought thought that we'd be saying that. You I see mean, Chara in Vegas. Chara would be big time at Vegas. Which is why they love him for four million, but it's not happening. He's not going anywhere. He's going to finish <laughs> out this contract here. They're not. Okay. They're not dumping him because you know the, the the reason you would would have maybe wanted to trade Chara with his you know maybe well what we thought was a slip and play last year was because his deal was almost seven million dollars, but his deal is not a seven million dollar deal anymore. It goes to a four million dollar deal next year. I mean, imagine paying. They're going to pay four million dollars for the guy next year. They're paying Krug what five and a half? But how many games? Whatever. I mean, if you get sixty out of him, that's great. You know, I mean, if he if he gets hurt again, I mean, he's he's been a pretty durable guy up until the last couple of years. And again, he is almost forty years old. Or if he if he if he isn't already, there. Yeah, he's thirty nine now. Um, he definitely looks a lot better this year. I think abso- probably the, the international absolutely. competition and, helped him going it, into the year. And you're looking. For, I mean, if you could for four million next year, he'd be the second highest paid defenseman on the Bruins after Krug. All right, I'm sorry you brought it up. <laughs> no, we'll, don't be sorry. We'll get Bob and Harry in uh, on the lines. Healthy we'll, debate. We'll try the cranberry sauce. The phone lines coming up <laughs> here in just a bit. I think LB's coming in. He maybe he's caught in the traffic. I, you were I, caught. I in. just actually got an update on Twitter. LB in, is in a car with Ryan Whitney, Thumber, and Louis style right now. <laughs> <laughs> AT and T and Star Market bring you the Saturday skate. Ken Laird and Rear Admiral on Sports Radio WEI.
Laird and the Admiral here on Saturday Skate, brought to you by AT&T and Star Market. Up until the 5 o'clock bell, Danny Picard coming in, and we will be carrying the uh, ACC football championship coming up, uh, 8 p.m. kickoff tonight. We'll take the pregame starting at 7. But if you're just hopping in your car, Bruins victorious 2-1 to one in Buffalo. They get goals from Bergeron and Krejci. For Patrice Bergeron, his first goal in seven games, Mr. Admiral, and uh, he'd been in a... Uh, 13-game, two-point rut. So for him to get what proved to be the eventual game winner, plus Krejci to keep hot, those are two good developments. And as we discussed as well, Tuka Rask continues to roll uh, 13-4-1, as you pointed out, with a 941 save percentage. So as much as this season, even a week ago, seemed to be on the brink, pretty good week. They take seven out of a possible eight points. They do have some good things going. And uh, we were just talking Chara before the break as well. They're 3-3-1 three, three, and one without Zdeno Chara, who looks like he's, his return is imminent. So, uh, all in all, pretty optimistic viewpoint uh, for Bruins fans right now as we head into December. Not yep. bad, anyway. Absolutely. Uh, it was good to see Bergeron going. I think he's still a little hobbled. Excuse me. I think he's still a little hobbled. from. I, I'm gu- guessing it's a foot injury that, that's been bothering him for some time now. Great. What are we talking about? Um, Bergeron. Oh, Bergeron, I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just hasn't been as good as we, you know, the standard he's set, which is, you know, yeah. almost the perfect player. He's just like a notch or so below that right now. He hasn't been bad. He just hasn't no, he's, been finished. Exactly. Yeah. He hasn't been bad because, you know, even a, a, a 80% Bergeron is better than most players. But he hasn't been what, what we're used to with him. Yeah. And I think, yeah, he. I mean, he... He was he missed the game the other day. He he almost didn't. Well, he made it was a late late addition, I guess today, to the roster. Yeah, he was sick yesterday. Yeah, he was per, sick. Per you know, reports. well, sick. Yeah, per reports. But I think his foot is still nagging him. I mean, I I had was told by a source he had a you know a boot on you know late in the summer, even before the World Cup. So you know if you if you were hurt, hurt going into the World Cup, you're not going to get better playing the high high end competition. Well, that, if that's true, that's a concern going forward. That's one of those. Yeah, you're well, talking about like one of those fractures that just hang around. You got to well, play through it all year. Um, I don't know that he, that it's a fracture. I don't want to put the, put the F word in my mouth. I just I know the foot what has been an issue. So like, and he he was playing great at the beginning of the year. I think whatever issue he has has been re-aggravated a little bit. Um, but you know they're, they're players. They want to play. They don't want to sit out. They don't want to miss games. So you know, I, right now if he's good enough to play, he's going to play. I mean Bergeron, you can't question his hot. We know what he's already done. I mean after the 13 Stanley Cup, you can never question no, question their, him. So he's their best player. yeah, I think he, he's he's a little off, but I, I think he's still a little dinged up. But uh, nothing, you know, something to keep an eye on. Nothing to worry about right now. Couple updates. Uh, Matt Bolesky was injured in the game late first period. Uh, he is back in Boston uh, to be examined and. According to Steve Conroy of the Boston Herald, he could be out for a little while, but they will see. So that's not a great report on him, although he really has been, in fact, that whole third line, they've been okay possession-wise, I guess, but the points have just not been coming. Bolesky has one point now in seven games. Uh, Nash, no points in six. Spooner, one point in ten. So that the bulk of that Bruins third line, not great. But if they miss Bolesky for a while, is that a huge deal to you? Um, I, I wouldn't call it a huge deal. It's certainly... Uh... A significant loss. I mean, he's you know he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing out there. He's used to the system. I know he, his production has been way down, uh, not where he wants to be, not where the team wants it to be. Uh, but he's still doing things what he's supposed to do. He still takes the body. He's still strong on the boards. He's yep. still you know trying to make things happen. And for, I actually thought him, Nash, and Zanuck have had a little some decent chemistry the last couple of games. They've had some opportunities. Yep. You know, there's some certainly some talent there amongst those three. Um, they're actually a, I think a pretty decent third line. But but I think I think Bolesky, you know. As second line material, I think. I think again, I've said it plenty of times. He, I think he's on. He should be on that Krejci wing. I think he fits in with those two guys. Um, but losing him, you know, you, you're gonna probably have a rookie in there now, someone from Providence who, 
who does lack the experience and the game experience of Bolesky, but you know, it could be a potential score like Heine. We, we, we didn't see hit the scoring we we're expecting out of him. So, again, if if they bring him up, then he comes up, starts scoring goals, then you might not miss, miss Bolesky as much. And before we hit the phone lines, in non-Bruins uh, news, the Patriots have officially placed Rob Gronkowski on injured reserve, so his season is done. To uh, Bob and Natick, who's been hanging on a bit here on Saturday Skate. What's going on, Bob? Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, I You know, Krejci does have a point. Uh you know, when he played with uh, uh, Lucic and Aginla, that was one of the top lines in the league. Yep. And as far as I'm concerned, putting Spooner with him is a joke, all right? And I don't know what you people – not you in particular, but I don't know what – What do you mean, you have. people? I didn't, I didn't mean that to come out that way. I, mean, <laughs> no. I don't know what – That's right, we're both white. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say that. I meant <laughs> I don't see what people see in him or Tory Krug. And if you could take – Anything for them right now, I do it the heartbeat. You know, everybody says, well, crew can move the puck, but he can't play defense, and the mistakes that he makes outweigh anything he can do moving the puck. All right? So in that, in that aspect. Wow, you're down on crew, huh? Uh, that guy's brutal. I, so, in fact, I would throw him in that draft uh, next year. The expansion draft. Takes him. Yeah, absolutely. That guy is brutal. If you watch this guy out there on defense, on that goal that was scored today, mm-hmm. he was out on the ice. All right? What was he doing? Nothing. He was behind the net when he should. It just The guy is pathetic defensively. All right? I don't care what he can do with the puck. And he doesn't, it, it, like I said, it outweighs what he does moving the puck. Okay? There's a guy I just don't like. Everybody says, well, he's, he could be a number six defenseman. Well, you know what? They've had him out there lately against the top forwards in the league, and he's been getting, you know, he's made, he's been looking ridiculous. Uh, How about Bob and Natick? He's taking the heat off me. I'm getting heat on the text line for uh, suggesting Chara should be unprotected. He wants Krug unprotected. I like his fire. I like like Bob's fire. So big fire from Bob. I, I, you know, Krug has been coming alive offensively this week, at least to the tune of he had five points in three games coming in. You're starting to see him a little bit more. Nobody's suggesting that he's an elite defensive defenseman. No. But... I, but in my opinion, Bob's he's overreacting the other way. Now they put him with McQuaid. He was on the. It looked to me like McQuaid was more at fault for the goal that Evander Kane scored in the third period today. But he was out there. Uh, I don't know. I, they're, they're they're stretching him right now because Char is out and Lyles is out. Yeah, this, I think Bob. I, I know. I know all all fans have their whipping boys on defense. I, I know I had mine on defense for years, from Don Sweeney to Hal Gill to well, no one really currently right Snow now. Snowshoes, Hal Gill. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I think judging by the video on his voice, he's probably not the biggest Krug fan. But I think he does raise an interesting point when he, about the um, will they protect him for the, uh, the expansion draft. Because, you know, you, you do look. Oh, okay. I think that's a no-brainer. Go ahead. Okay, five and a quarter mil. It is a lot of money. They do. No, no, they are tight on cap space, and and it's like okay. But I think they're going to see what they have in the in the farm. And I'll say if they look at Grizzlick now, he's I I he's haven't seen he's in Providence. He you know he played four years in college, his first year pro. Yep. I haven't seen much of him. I'm not too up to date, so I'm not going to pretend that I have seen him. But suppose uh, you know he he looks better. He looks more pro ready next year. One of the other defensive prospects. He was uh, in where in the Quebec League. Is, exactly. Yeah. If if they have one of these other younger guys who they think okay. This is a more than a viable replacement for Krug at an entry level deal. Absolutely, they probably would expose him, and you know, and, and a, a price of five and a quarter million might sound like a lot, but again, to an expansion team, that uh, the money's a, a concern, but it's not the, the primary concern because they knew they do have to 
reach the salary floor. So they, they are just so immobile at so many points. If you've got Chara, McQuaid, and Kevin Miller, and then you get rid of Krug, I mean, you, you're but, really hoping but, on the no, young no, guys to what, spark you but, and quit. With the cave- no, getting rid of, the, rid of Krug with the caveat you have a young player who's replacing him ostensibly. Like, again... A, a, You're hoping a, for another Grizzly, Brandon Carlo I mean, home I don't run know, or something. I don't know if McAvoy's going to be ready or Grizzlick or Zaboral. I don't, if, but if one of those guys— McAvoy's pretty young. He's still at BU. You know, if they're sold on one of those guys next year or the year after, um, you know, it's just something to consider. And I'm not advocating to get rid of Krug. I like Krug. I think, you know, if he was 6'2", he'd be one of the best defensemen in the league. He's just, you know, limited— defensively and, and tying guys up because of his size. And that's not a knock on him. I mean, he's, he's got one of the biggest hot and biggest set of balls on the team. But it's just something to look to look at. Okay, if, if one of these young puck rushes are, are ready and you can play him for 20% of the price, you, you got to look at it. You and Bob are crazy. Let's go to Harry in Plymouth. He wants to talk about Krug as well here on Saturday Skate. What's going on, Harry? Hey, listen, I want to back up, Bob, and I would like to add, if Belichick was the coach of the Bruins, he would use the best of Krug and move him to left wing on the second line with Krejci. Hey, I heard him say today he played some uh, wing growing up. Maybe he's got he that in him. To. He had to. He's an unbelievable offensive talent, but like you're saying, he cannot move anybody out of the net. And he can't even, you know, one of the things you want to do in front of the net as a defenseman is move the guy away if you can. But if you can't, you've got to get their stick. Keep watching him. He can't do that. Yeah, that's, that's the one. My, but, but you guys would admit, Perry and, and Rear Admiral, he, he is an asset that they don't have much of. No, absolutely not, which is the only reason I would make him expendable is if you were going to replace him. Colin Miller, we, we thought we were going to, excuse me, I thought we were going to get a little more of that out of Colin Miller. We haven't quite seen that yet. Or Joe Morrow, for, for that matter. Yeah, Morrow, I don't know if, if we were, I wasn't really expecting. He was a first-round pick, I mean. Yeah, but he had also get traded. He got traded five times. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, my thoughts, well, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. That's okay, yeah, I mean, we're not taking advantage of uh, Krug's best asset, which is a puck-moving defenseman, because it's really not part of Claude's system. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think we move him to wing and let him do. I mean, it's very easy to transition from D to forward, not the other way. I'd love to see it. I think the fans would love it too. Well, they miss Hamilton's ability. That was a big. All right, Hamilton. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what's interesting? I, I kept thinking of Eric Carlson, who's up in Ottawa now, playing under Guy Boucher, who's put this one-three-one trap in, and we saw him blocking like eight shots. Uh, they've turned him into a defensive player. I maybe maybe this is not the best fit for for Tory Krug. I, I understand what you're saying, style wise. It's not the perfect match, but he's just they they need more of that. They they need more right. speed on the back end. Yeah, absolutely, spark their and offense. they've been trying to get it for years. It's 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 the you know probably the number one commodity for GMs is to to get to stock up on young puck rushing defensemen and hope one of them sticks. In the and the you're exposing him, and you won't put Char on uh, again. In exposing Vegas. him if you believe you have a viable. Um, replacement for 20% of the price. That That's that's the caveat. Not just get rid of him. If the Bruins are sold on someone, re, you know, replacing what he can do for a much, much cheaper price, I think that absolutely they're going to, they would take that into consideration. I mean, money's such a huge factor. All right, we'll get Paul and Mike in and uh, some of the textures as well. Final thoughts from Saturday's skate coming up. Ken Laird and Rear Admiral from Barstool Sports. Danny Picard in top of the hour. He'll take you up into our coverage of the ACC football championship tonight. We're brought to you by AT&T and Star Market here on Sports Radio WEI. You're listening to Saturday Skate with Ryan Whitney, Rear Admiral, and Ken Laird on Sports Radio WEI. Brought to you by AT&T and Star Market, Saturday Skate every Saturday from 3 to 5 here on Sports Radio WEI. Ken Laird and Rear Admiral from Barstool Sports. 
Ryan Whitney in future weeks, we think. She talked to Whit this week. <laughs> he says the 17th. He's earmarking the 17th as his debut on the show. So there you go. Uh, we should note uh, there's some traffic issues going on out yeah. there. You have a big fire in Cambridge. Yeah. Ten alarm fire. Um, hope everybody's doing well in Cambridge. Uh, of course, all the fire, firefighters and first responders. We hope everyone is safe. Uh, this very dangerous time. When these things go on, I mean, I'm a son of a fireman. My father's thankfully been long retired, but it never goes away when these things come up. You always yeah. kind of, it, it's kind of dials it right back up again. You know, the pit in your stomach when these things happen. So uh, I'm hoping everybody's okay over there. Ten alarms is a, is a huge fire. I'm surprised it, it may have even gone general alarm by this time. And you think and that's trickled out to absolutely? On yeah, the because place. you know the pike. You can't get if you get in the exit we take to get here. Everybody going to Cambridge is now going to be backed up because yeah. the roads closed, and that's going to you know cause a ripple effect there. But you know, hoping everybody's out there today. There was an awful fire in Oakland last night where a oh lot God. of people were killed, and it's crazy. Today's the 17th anniversary of the Worcester cold storage fire where the Worcester Six were tragically killed um, in, in a terrible warehouse fire, which had some similarities to the Oakland fire last night, an old building that's not easy to get around. And but there was like a second makeshift second floor yeah, or something? Yeah, there, there was, I know a lot of people compared it to the station fire because of the constant aspect. I, I, I actually thought of the, the Worcester fire because it was a warehouse that, you know, was built way before fire codes or even a thought of thing. Yeah. And it, it's just a mess for firefighters to get in there. There's a kind of a labyrinthine design when you get in, and it's just a it's just a, a bad bad situation for everybody involved. So again, bad fire in Cambridge. Sending um, love to the firefighters there and the first responders and all the people affected. Uh, we hope everybody is safe. That's that's the most important thing. Ten minutes in traffic means absolutely nothing yeah, uh, compared to that. Yep. And uh, Danny Picard on his way in. I think he's caught up in some of that. We may go a little overtime here on the skate. Two to one Bruins win today. We actually started talking some non-Bruins stuff. A little Patriots with Rob Gronkowski. He's been placed on IR officially by the Pats. If you're just uh, jumping in today, so he is done for the season for sure. Uh, Red Sox lost Alan Carlos Beltran. He goes to Houston for one year and sixteen million. But the Bruins get it done today in Buffalo. They're two and zero against. Uh, the Sabres now in the year. They play Florida tomorrow night. Slowly but surely, they, they have done well in the division, Admiral. They're 6-4 uh, and four now against the Atlantic, 2-0 and oh against Tampa, which is one of the teams you really fear. Um, and we'll see a little bit. They'll play the Sabres twice more at home-and-home home right around New Year's. But uh, really, the only team they've had trouble with here is uh, Montreal. They'll get another shot with the Canadians coming up here in the next few weeks as well. But overall, they've they've hung in there in the Atlantic. No... no uh, Major issues there. The home record has crept up to six and five. They're you know over five hundred, and now on the road they're eight five and one. They played a real good first period today, a good road period that sort of got them in position to to hang on for the win today. And what's good is looking at the standings right now. They um, they're in third place in the Atlantic right now, and they when they wake up tomorrow, that's where they're going to be regardless. Because even if Tampa wins tonight, the Bruins are still going to have that third spot. So that's a good thing, man. It's something that again we didn't maybe think a couple weeks ago or last week even when we were in here but you know to say all right they're they're a number three team in the Atlantic right now at what would it be December 4th tomorrow I'll take it man again they're only you know two three points from the the ninth seed but that's that makes them no exception from any other team really every every team is you know only a couple points from from looking looking on the bottom uh looking up rather well Admiral and a couple callers have uh, stunned me here by suggesting Tory Krug is expendable, and then they'd let him go unprotected to Vegas in the expansion draft to get that $5 million off the books. We'll see where we go next year with uh, Paul on the line on Saturday Skate. What's going on, Paul? Hey, guys, what's going on? How you doing? Good, Good. okay. Nah, first things first, yeah, I want to um, just bless 
bless all those people over there in that tragedy going on. Keep an eye on the first responders, all the firemen, and uh, bless all the people that are in that dangerous situation right now. Good call. Um, next, getting back to the bees, I'm going to touch on something you guys seem to briefly touch on, a little too light for my liking. Um, I can't attest to either one. Well, I can attest to one of your skating abilities. Kenny, I'm, I don't know much about yours. It's bad. I'm a D-League guy um, at best. Okay. Anyway. Bergeron has a foot injury. Mm-hmm. Your foot on the foot where you put your skate, where you put all the pressure on to skate. Sit. Is that where it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right there. Where you use all your all your weight to put on your skate. It's been all on the, on his foot for two months now since the World Cup, and you want to brush off two points in thirteen games by this guy when that's pretty much his nightly average back a year ago. And now that you want to brush off two points in 13 games is, oh, it's just a foot injury? you got a little more research to do there, my rear admiral. He's hurt. He needs to be put on the shelf for a while. Foot injuries are not to be played with this hockey players. Too many bones in there. I'll leave this one up to you. Again, God bless all you people. Guys, great job. Have a good night. All right, Paulie. Thanks, Paulie. I will say this, though. The line has been pretty good. Now, Pasternak may be rising above a subpar Bergeron. I guess you could make that case. The guy's been a force. Picked up another assist today, and he's got 13 goals and, what, six helpers in 20 games. So that line's been good. But I'll let you respond to Paul since he called you out directly. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I thought I mentioned his foot injury. I understand you You're don't want to brought it up. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to play around with them. But, you know, if, if a guy's telling you he's good enough to go, and especially a guy like Bergeron, you know, who, who we know he's going to play with pain after the, the 13 cup. I mean, he'll play with ridiculous amounts of pain. Um, I think he's just sucking it up right now because it's the best thing for the team, and that's what hockey players do. And, you know, unless, the, uh, unless and until the Bruins get a, a, an, an x-ray that, you know, tells them, oh, man, get this guy off the ice, he shouldn't be playing, and then he's going to be out there. I mean, that, Well, that, this goes to the Gronkowski thing, right? I mean, they played Gronk against the Jets. There was some discussion as to whether they should or should not have because he's got an issue going on. But when you're, well, it's awful t- easy yeah, in hindsight to look back and about, say that, you know. Yeah, Gron- I mean, Gron- it's apples and oranges. I think. Gron- I mean, you're talking about football. A guy who's had back surgeries. It's that's just kind of a whole different kettle of fish. I think. Well, but say, similar, like Paul's saying, they they need to rest him until he's healthier. But if they did that with Bergeron, this team would go in the tank. Right. And exactly. And 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 it's not the best thing for the team. But and and also, is it? Can he play with it? It. Can he play A with pain and B? Is he going to cause more structural damage by continuing to play? And if it's just a pain tolerance issue, then he's going to play. You got a medical degree? What's the answer? Um, seven years of seven years of college down the dude should have joined the bleep and peace corps. <laughs> uh, I I, th- I think if he was that bad and if he if he could still make this injury worse, he probably wouldn't be out there. I think it's just a pain tolerance issue right now. Um, obviously, they don't want to take him out of the lineup. He's a huge part of the team and. Uh, again, if they're leaving it up to him and he's playing, I, I think that says it all right there. Let's go to Mike and Plymouth here before the top of the hour. What's up, Mike? What's up, guys? Love the show. Um, Thank you. The, the overturned uh, goal today, I thought it was a good call, but it got me thinking about you know the review system and how um, just like all the bull crap, like a little bit offsides, um, goals reversed. And I got it got me thinking, like, has NHL considered, like, um, say it's like a couple inches and, and the, the team deserves to get the good goal. What if the goal scorer got a penalty shot chance? Thanks, guys. What if the goal scorer got a penalty? Nah, you're only going to get a penalty shot 
when it's an obvious takedown, when you have a clear in front of the net, you're not going to see anything to do with replays. That's just in fact, not going to happen. they've been loose on or, that. I'm sorry, or the end of games when they need to decide a winner. Who was it in the Philly game? They gave Voracek one, right, where I, I didn't think it was warranted. Uh, I must admit, I, I missed that one. I, when was that? Third period T- of the Philly game. Today? Oh, today's game? No, no, Tuesday. Oh, okay. I, 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 I don't think I caught that one. But, well, I'm saying you're not, you're not going to get a, a – a penalty shot via a replay. I think that's what the caller is is talking about. Yeah, and you in that case, it's you know Gianta uh, kicked one in. It was pretty obvious. Late yeah. second period, they reviewed it. Yeah, and you're not, not going to see the league be given an inch here. Oh well, if it's an inch or two, if it's close, that's just not how it goes. That's why the lines are there. That's why the rules are there. I'm all for more offense, but that's a pretty artificial way to be to be generating. Yeah, yeah get, like I get, said, giving out more. The, the only my I, I only want my artificial breakaways after 60 minutes of play and five minutes of overtime. There you go. Well, we may be back uh, after the top of the hour, depending on uh, Picard's uh, fighting traffic here in the Mass Pike. Be safe. Uh, if not, it's been fun. We'll be back next Saturday, 3 to 5. I think uh, LB and I got our signals crossed, or may- maybe he's caught in traffic, but we'll get Lyndon Byers back in the mix in future weeks. Ryan Whitney, too. Bruins win it today. They've taken seven of the last eight points. Real quick, the week coming up, they get uh, Monday with uh, Florida. They go uh, to D.C. to play the Capitals on a rivalry night Wednesday. And then Colorado on Thursday night before we speak next. So it's an interesting week. Yeah. Definitely two good teams there out of the mix. Yeah, definitely some interesting play. Like I said, uh, Florida on a, on a Monday night, and it's a huge game. I know it might not look like one or sound like one on television, but it's a good divisional battle. They're a good team to watch. Uh, Yaga hasn't had, having the best year, but there's a lot of other talent on that team. Certainly new coach, watch. yeah, Barkoff's coming new, alive. New coach, them. Tom Rowe. Actually, a Lynn guy. Well, he's born in Lynn. First American to score 30 goals, too, I, I found out. City and, of sin. Yeah, never come out the way you went in. <laughs> and uh, also, once again, I just want to send uh, you know our, our thoughts over to everybody in Cambridge right now, particularly the firemen and first responders who are responding to, to, to quite a fire right now. And, um, you know, that's that's preeminent on my mind right now, so I hope everybody's doing well over there. All right, Saturday Skate brought to you by AT&T and Star Market. Rear Admiral Ken Laird, this is Sports Radio WEI.